Hey everybody, we're back. But you guys gotta wait one second because we're not live yet. So hold on. Give me one second. Your hands are cold. Yeah. I was acting crazy at the beginning of our show. Why does it look like there's one piece of hair sticking up right here? Hey everybody. I'm really regretting not getting my chicken. Are you really?
Where are you at? Where are you at with Al? Because a lot of the lot of the progressive people are like, "Well, we have a president in office, but to me, I don't know what happened. I was on the Roy Moore story. I don't what what happened in Minnesota. Al Franken. So he, the guy that was on SNL, right? Right. So he's being accused. I don't know. He's being accused. He's been accused of sexual harassment by um that's what, See, that's exactly what I said. And here goes one of here goes one of one of my associates. I won't call this person a friend. Um, well, did he do it as satire? Do we hear if he did as satire or not, or if the women felt violated? Because at what point do we start taking women's concerns into into consideration? Anonymous. They're gonna hack outside of that stuff. That's what's gonna happen. But 
some cast has already done things like that. Like they don't down Netflix mm-hmm. um, for Comcast subscribers until Netflix pays them the money to them. Um, it's like affecting the consumers, which has to do with the business. Like, come on. Um, it's it's really interesting. There's so many things happening right now. That's again, that's why I try to focus on like what, what can I do for myself. Um, to help myself in the long run, um, to help to be able to impact these issues in the way I want to. So, like you, I really wanted to go into recycling. Um, I mentioned before. I really, really do want and, and recycling as it applies to solving the homeless, uh, homeless issue, especially. And I've thought about it a whole lot. It really bothers me when driving, I'm on the train, and I just see trash along the highway when you're getting off the the highway and you see all the trash mm-hmm. people are coming out of their car and it pisses me off because I'm like wherever you're going there's a trash can there's literally no reason for you to crash out of your car <clears throat> but I really really want to get into that industry as it applies to that. I mean I know there's a lot of money that. Um, this is where I want to go I know that's my life is taking me you know what I'm like no progress is dealt with some copyright issues and I'm like oh that's fine because I'm also sex-ish. This is a dying. This is a dying thing anyway. It's at the end of its product life cycle anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I really want to talk about them as it applies to marriage. That's we capitalism all. Thank you.
get something out of it. A lot of times what happens is, is like I said earlier when me and we were talking really, is you have one person putting a lot into it and the other person half-ass doing stuff. And when the person that's half-ass is doing the stuff and then the person putting all into it gets tired of the person that's half-ass doing stuff, that's when stuff starts to push. <clears throat> but as long as you guys are both fully trying to put stuff into it that's positive, and sometimes that doesn't even work either. So sometimes you just have to know when, okay, look, both trying to put in and we're just not compatible personalities. And that's fine. And that's, you know, but most of the time that's not even the case. Most of the time, like you said, somebody can advantage of someone else. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it hurts the person's feeling. And the other thing gets upset. But and it, so, most of the, like, generations were really, really trivialized how compatibility. They really, really did. Like, so many people got married within weeks, days of knowing each other. My parents, they did not love each other, and they got married. So why did you get married? Because they were in the church, and that's what the church told them to do. What? Hmm? Simple set. Mm. No way. No. the church was coming, like, oh, does these things, and does these things. And as long as those two parties do those things, and they can be together. It was never a conversation about, are these people really compatible? Or do these people want the same thing? Do these people go to grow in the same way? Um, it really wasn't a conversation about that. So it's just, I feel I like know. now we're more considering longevity and not just um, love. Because uh, for a while, we were just getting married out of the idea of love. And like now, millennials are more so it like, okay, can we see ourselves growing together and doing these things together? Um, oh, well, that's definitely how I approached my marriage. It was just like, okay. Yeah, to me, well, <laughs> no, no, it's not right. It's that I smile with sweet and sour sauce, and I don't have, what the hell, man? I don't know what's going on. It's a white building. We're not doing it. I'm sorry. It's just I don't like mine. But um, I like the hot sauce. That's what I'm saying. I need sour sauce when I eat my chicken. I'm sorry. Back to it is good. Ravana's a good cook. Um, that's why the food I'm eating is made by my cannabis, like super mom, super lawyer, super personality, everything. I'm sorry. Um. You better stop. You cheat on your diet. <laughs> You're so bad. Um, but yeah, the thing, the thing that I, this is me personally, my marriage, the thing that I took from, take from my marriage every day is that it's work. Mm-hmm. It's another job. It's a choice that people have to make. It is. Every day I have to make it up and I have to decide, do I want to take a fight over the stupid dishes being clean when I get home or the garbage being taken out the right, the right away or do I just want to say forget it? And cuddle on the couch and take out. <laughs> at the end of the day, you really have to. That's, those are really choices at the end of the day. I mean, I. I that's that's I, your choice. That's your choice. I mean, you have to start picking those fights. Now, on the other hand, now, if you got somebody that's doing with you and they ain't doing nothing, they ain't trying to do nothing, they ain't trying to help you, that's a whole nother ball game. That's not, that's not a relationship. That's you using me from my substance I have. And I don't care if you're straight, I don't care if you're in a, a trans relationship, uh, whatever, you know, heterosexual, whatever kind of relationship you are, it's a mutual beneficial, even if you are in a poly relationship, it's mutual for all parties involved. It's not just. It's not, and the thing 
people learn love lopsidedly. They do. And I've also learned that like if you approach relationships from like a rap sheet of stuff like, well, he's got this or like I'm not talking to him, like just have like too many it start from there as opposed to I want somebody who's actually compatible with me, like from there. I feel like you're setting yourself up for I know so many people have been like, this person is good on paper, so I, I want to be with them. And they aren't compatible with them at the end of the day. But they were like, so you mean it's financial? He has jobs, he's like respectable, um, deep looking, you know, run in the middle, basic guy. He's got a job, he's responsible, you know, he's nice to his mother. Um, and he's diesel looking, we should be together. Like he paid my rent a month. That shows he's respectful or responsible, whatever. And they try to make relationships with people because they're like, okay, he's got a college education, and some he's a military guy. Another, they have all these things on paper, and then realize that nothing works because they aren't compatible at the end of the day. I mean, like, here's the thing. They don't want the same things. Like, he's upset that she didn't want to stay home and be a housewife. Like, she wanted to be no, a I'm saying, like, I like, I like politics. I like sports. I like fashion. You know, I like um, social justice issues. You know, I'm thinking, you know, and you have some commonality. Like, my husband likes social justice issues. He likes sports. You know, he doesn't really care for the fashion stuff, but we get along on a lot of topics, and so we can have those common bonds. Because here's my thing. It don't matter who you're marrying or who you're gonna be with. Eventually, it's gonna be you and that person at the end of the day. From now, all the kids leave. Cause a lot of people think they go, "Oh, well, they're gay, right? They're a gay couple. Most gay couples, and not to say most, but a lot of gay couples end up adopting kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you get lost in the kids. Guess what? The person I'm with today is it gonna be the same person tomorrow? The same person the next day, the same person. So the little things that irritate you about that person five years ago, it's going to grade you 15 years later. And you have to know that. And you have to be okay with knowing that guess what? I'm not perfect, and I need to go my and fix my stuff and allow that person to open and fix their stuff, too. I also think that, like... Sometimes you just cannot anticipate the person that you're going to grow and become. Yeah. Like, you just you just can't know because it's, it's life that happens, that shapes you. Um, and sometimes, like, for, you know, but that's what I said. Words, like, I remember reading a story about this newlywed couple. Um, and three days after the wedding or right after the wedding, she was sexually assaulted, like, in the apartment hallway. Um, building boy, whatever, and she never recovered from it. I mean, like, just never went touched again, just like through this long period where eventually, like, they just broke up. Um, it wasn't so much that he wanted to give up on her, that's not how he felt, but she just like emotionally needed so much time to recover that it damaged their relationship. And I'm sure that, like, they really thought they were going to be together forever, like, life just happens um and that's not a fault that's not a fault of ours that change as a as, as a result of life happening it's not our fault and so like See, that's what i'm saying like you like, like you I'm have to like i don't want people to look at 
just ending or having to be no, a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I, this is what I, I just told um or a failure. If you're not changing the other day, I said time. Time is like binary. It bends, right? So relationships. Are, I think relationships the same way. They should be bendable and flexible. And I don't know about that, that couple situation, but you have to realize negativity will come into your relationship, right? Yeah. And and sometimes people won't bend with it. That's what I'm saying. You can't anticipate that's that. Like, and, you, and it's not, and that's what I'm saying. It's never going to be, it's going to be a perfect thing. It's just going to, and it's not, you, you have, you, you have lost in relationships. Yeah. And changes people. Yeah. You do have, you have people that become victims of life in general, natural people, and then, then you have time. People come victims of time. And by the time, you're old. Yeah. You're not going to be a hot 19-year-old girl forever. I mean, and you're not going to be that muscular 19-year-old boy forever. You have to realize that that's okay. And that's the thing that we suffer with a lot is just holding on to things that ultimately have to change. Like, I feel like humans, the human thing or the way that we just raise each other in society, probably the latter, but we just want things to be so fixed, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to be fixed, but nothing is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know mother hears me say all the time, like, you're my baby, you're always going to be my baby, but you, like, watch how rapidly they grow, and you're just like, what happened? Yeah. 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 about this off air, but I want to talk about it now. I really need a t-shirt to say people are trash. But I really do. Because that's how I feel on most days. Like, especially when I hear women say it's okay. Like, you know, like she got sexually assaulted and they say, oh, it's okay. And I'd be like, really? It's okay she got sexually assaulted? I'm like, that's why I'm like, people are trash. You know. Or, wait, my favorite was the girl this week that asked me, oh, well, what was she wearing? My, my least favorite are the people who... I'm like, man. Who like the people get so excited about wanting to hit women. Like when like Naya Rivera was arrested for hitting her partner and she definitely should not have put her hands on this man at all. But Big Sean tried to tell us a while ago. 
That's my point. Um, <laughs> he did. He tried to tell us. But besides, that's my point. The point is, is like, like women are always talking about equal rights. And you know, if we know uh, these fits, you can get these equal lefts too. And this was a woman who said that. And it was just like, you really should never get excited about a man beating down a woman. Because regardless, at the end of the day, the 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 strange man it's just not the same it's not i've been in a fight with a man trust me it's not the same they like you will get winded so damn fast because they're just like muscular like my husband's in the frame right and and like we're close to like he's like he's like seven pounds heavier than me right but hey we're pretty close to the same size right um but yet he can pick me up like it's not. That's right? I know. And that's why I look at I look at I look at people and I tell them there's a difference between equality, right, and having equal strength and stuff. You have to right. still it's realize like, that he's physically stronger than you. It's, it's a same that, argument for saying why we shouldn't hit children because we are so much bigger than them. Than yeah. Them. yeah. And it's it's the same thing. And I tell people it's it's about equality and treating a person treating a person like they're a person, no matter if I am stronger than you, because I know there's some women that are stronger than men out there. Some. But it's also more like but, we're also having a conversation about like equity, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like equality and that infographic we always see is it's three people on a like trying to watch a baseball game. Right, right, right. And equality, they gave them each all boxes to stand at the same height to see over the fence. Right. But in equity they just took away the the the, the, fence. the fence so that everybody could see no matter what height they were and like that's equity and it's like this is the same sort of thing in this response like we're not saying women need to bulk up so we have to fight men like nobody's saying that or that you know what I'm saying we're just saying but my whole thing is like why is violence like glorified in our society it's like why do I have to like like I tell my children I'm like listen like I don't like I don't like going like stop you know what I'm saying I, I could just say please stop. I just want to know why inequality, when we're talking about equality with men, why they always go, well, does that mean I get to hit you now? Like, that's so, why is that your, where your mind goes about equality? Like, that's awful, because one, y'all are motherfuckers hit us regardless of that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, domestic abuse is heavily skewed towards men. It's not that, what is it, like 76, 24%. It's heavily skewed towards men. Um, it just is. That's just, that's that is just true. Nobody should be able to get away with that. Nobody should be putting their hands on their partner. It doesn't solve anything. But I'm telling you, as a woman, like you're just setting yourself up. Um, you just don't just don't do it. A lot of women feel like they should be able to get away with it because like, oh, he won't hit me back. Don't do that. It shouldn't even be an option whether you're a female or a male or whatever you are. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be you trying to put your hands on people. Period. Like I mean. But I'm like, I mean, there's one thing between the bedroom thing and, you know, you guys, it's consensual and you guys, that's what you do. There's another thing to try to think that you're going to, you know what I'm saying, outmaneuver or outstrength another human being just based on the fact that I have pure will and I'm going to do this. And plus, like I said, like, who glorifies this stuff? It's, it's, it's sad because I'm, I, I, yeah, just, just. Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, like I said, like I've seen so many, like I said, I'm so tired of like people in general that glorify violence in our society. It's just like, oh, you know, 
even with like little boys and stuff, they're like, oh, give them some boxing gloves. I'm like, why? We just we don't teach good conflict management because it's not the boxing gloves, right? Because I would sometimes want to pick up boxing gloves and just no, it's different. It's, how they're brushing. It's different for like, it's, hey, it's for the, that, for the, right? Yeah, but it's but well, like they just give them a pair of boxing gloves. That attitude of just give them boxing gloves is like you said, it's conflict. Like, oh, they're gonna fight it out. Good conflict management, right? So like, like we're just talking about kids who do things repeatedly, right? Even after you back them to stop. As, as a teacher, I deal with that junk all the effing time, especially because kids know there's, especially in my program, we can't punish them with too much because we're an after school program. Right. Um, we have, we don't have that much we can threaten them with. We can take like their free gym time. Um, but a lot of some of those kids leave before free gym time even starts, so it doesn't matter. But regardless, when I get to that point, I always make sure that I've said it calmly at least two or three times. And then I get to the point where I raise my voice and I say, look, you heard me ask this nicely. You did not follow, right? If a consequence, if this thing happens, this consequence happens, you will understand why that happened, right? We have that agreement. Make sure we have that agreement. Just so they know the minute they start clowning again, I'm about to take something from them. And they will have to understand that's their consequence. That's something that they earned because they were given a choice, right? So it's like teaching them that, that accountability. Like you were given a chance. You pass on it, you have a consequence now. That's that's like helping them teach, learn conflict um, resolution. But like going straight to like the end, when they never had a choice, you know what I'm saying? Because kids are impulsive. They don't think through things completely. They don't always make rational decisions. Adults don't always make out their <laughs> rational decisions. Okay? I was about to say that. You I don't even think it's just a kid thing. It's a, it, to me, who was that? The football player that frontal love got damaged from football that yeah, so it's a frontal lobe thing, and so if you if your frontal lobe is not functioning properly, no matter what age group you are in, then it's not functioning properly. Yeah. And this is why I look at people, and they make irrational decisions all the time. And people are like, oh, I wonder why. Well, and and then they, and they and they study people's brains like this too. Sometimes, oh, he hit his head one too many times when he was a kid. Yeah, it's not a joke. It really is, and that causes this person to grow up, and now. They make irrational decisions. And people are like, oh, no, he's fine. But no, he's really not. He's damaged. Yeah, there's a lot of those little boys playing uh, junior league football. Right. And, and, and then you're looking at these people as individuals, and they're damaged. And when you have damaged people, and now you're telling them to function in a society that has very little leeway for people anyway, it, it becomes a very, very daunting task for these people. I mean... It took me a long time to learn good conflict res- resolution. I'm still time. learning good conflict resolution. I've really been learning until I started working with children, um, like the young age children, because, again, like, I cannot, as, as a person, like, learned, grew up learning that you discipline kids with, like, dominating over them and threatening them with violence. It was a strong learning curve for me to learn how to deal with children without violence or really threatening them. But really, as a negotiation, where it's like you have to negotiate in ways of like, if you do this, this happens. Yeah, I most of the time in my house, I take stuff away. I just started yanking stuff. I just like give me like now my kids know if you like they're so mad right now. I went in their room and I threw like ten bags of things away. I was like, well, I've been asking and asking and asking and asking and pleading and begging, and I've been yelling and screaming. Clean up your room. Clean up. And they got mad. And most of the stuff I threw away was like paper, right? 
a build up a construction paper because they get construction paper books and they just throw them in coloring books and they shred them. And so I just threw all this stuff away. And, and, and then both of them started crying. So are you doing all my art? And I said, my whole thing for you was I gave you, a, like you said, an option. Option A was you clean up your room on your own, pick the papers up, go through the papers, get rid of the trashy ones, keep the ones you like, and put them away properly in your storage facility that I provided for you. Or option B was mommy and daddy were going to come in here and clean up your room the way we wanted to clean it up. And to them, and so so here goes both the girls, and they go, well, if we clean it up next time, like that, you're not gonna do this no more. No, I won't. But like you said, it it didn't. It they didn't. have to learn some accountability. That's just and it didn't involve me thanking them or anything like that. Yeah. It's not. It just involved me. Listen, I'm upsetting your world for a little bit, but it is what it is at this point. And that's true. I also think that a lot of us grew up being shut down by our parents. Like when we were upset, like so, I'll let my kids. Like you can be upset about having this punishment. That's fine. You can do that over right. there. Just don't bother nobody else. You can be upset, but a lot of us grew up hearing like, you know, shut up, or I'll give you something to cry about. Um, just like, just not really wanting to hear you or see you emote because something unfortunate happening happened. Um, and like, people take that into adulthood, especially because we also work so hard that when bad stuff happens, we don't always have all the time to like process through it. And so like that stuff comes out as anger, it comes out as impatience, it comes out um, with irritability, it comes out as sadness, it comes out as depression, all these things that like we're not processing through and I think we were like stuffing down is coming out as another unfortunate emotion. And a lot of us would be like, man, it took me years to get over this thing. And it's like, well, that's normal because like life doesn't allow us that time to really process fucked up shit happening to us. We have to keep going to school. We have to keep going to work. We have to keep going. We have to keep doing all these things to survive. Like that's just um, how life has been set up for us here and for most people in the world. It's just how it is. You don't have the time to deal with it. And so like what I really try to teach the kids I'm dealing with is like give yourself the space to process through things. Like I at least when something bad, unfortunate happens to me, I give myself a day to cry about it before, like, I make and some any type of move. Well, like you said, like, I mean, even when you start looking at the, the victims of, um, of wars, especially the children victim of wars, and I call them victims because this is no fault of their own if their country is at war, you start looking at them, um, and you start, when they take them out of those war zone areas and put them in a you know, a back to back to yeah, a back to a normal relative normal society. You look at them, and and the first thing that they tell tell parents is allow that child to express themselves, whether it's through art, song, whatever. Just allow them to to vent that that energy out. Because if you don't, like you said, it just builds up, and it just builds up, and it it always comes out, and then it'll just come out in a way that that's surprising and alarming to everybody because you're like, wow, that child was so sweet. They were so quiet. Now suddenly they're like Tasmanian devil, you know what I'm saying? Like destroying everything and mad at everybody. And I'm saying that because like I was that kid. Like I made straight A's, didn't really get in trouble. And then like suddenly out of middle school, angry about a lot of stuff that was going on, I just started looking at, I just got into arguments all the time. And people just didn't understand it. Like what's happening, what's happening? And it's like, I wasn't processing any of that anger. Well, I was watching um, Finding Your Roots. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it was, I know it was Tay Leone because I was watching it because Tay Leone was on there. And then it was the other, the other lady. I can't remember the other lady. But her story was more interesting than Taya's story was to me because she said something that was important. And it just drew me in. And she said that she said, I looked at the pictures of my father when he was younger. Then I looked at the pictures of my father as he aged throughout the years. And you could see the light in his eyes went away. And that, like, so hit me. Not saying that, you know, Taya's story wasn't good. It was good. But that that describes so many kids in our in our society that they start with these bright, you know, infectious smiles and just or wild imagination. Yeah, and they just want to be and then sort of like the little boy that was here earlier. Like I can, like you know, I'm like I hope he keeps that pretending that you know the nativity scene and he's playing and he's just using his imagination to play with it while he watches the video and he's. Pre- I think those are the best kids ever. Just to let them just, whatever they're gravitating to, whether I agree with it or not, just let them play with it and see where it goes. You know, and I know, like, I know his favorite thing is Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. So his mom was saying that sometimes he does Spider-Man stuff. And I'm just like, but she's like, he loves creating a virtual world for himself. Because he'll put on the Spider-Man costume and he'll go home and play with the and Spider-Man. And I think those kids... Like those kids should be. They should have kids start, Alex, I remember watching a video, and they asked the kids. They were like five or six. They were like, "If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change?" And the kids were like, "I'd have shark fins. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have zebra skin. Like you know, they're saying like these really imaginative things, right?" But the point was that, like, by the time kids are 9 or 11, they're trying to change things, physical features about themselves. I want a smaller nose. I want a smaller waist. I want lighter skin. I want longer hair. Like, they're already considering um, these outside things about themselves. And it's really because, like, we teach kids so much to internalize. You teach them body shaming. Yeah, we teach so much body shaming. We internalize it. I thought somebody, like, complaining about us talking more about body shaming now. Because, like, there was an episode of Faith Arnold where they're, like, making fun of the overweight bully kid. And he was like, man, this will never fly today. People talk about body shaming, blah, blah, blah. But it's like he really felt bad about himself, about the kids, like, calling him fat. Like, I hate it because, like, I mean, like, and I wasn't even that overweight, like, really. I wasn't heavier than this in middle school, I'll tell you that. Like, I was 190 at my heavy, 180s at my heaviest. And I'm in the same height since middle school. So I've looked, I looked like this. <laughs> like forever. Like I've looked, I can show you guys basically my, my photos. I grew double D's overnight and like sixth grade. Like I literally. I can imagine having you in sixth grade, huh? I, I have not that. changed since sixth grade, okay? <laughs> like not really. Just mostly like in my face. Um. Dang, I kind of forgot what I was going with that. Oh, no, the body shaming thing. But, like, I wanted to go on, like, these extreme diets. Like, I, w- I didn't want to eat. I remember they came out with this thing. I was like, lose 10 pounds in two days if you just drink this solution. And, like, I remember stealing that out of Walmart. I'm not going to lie. Remember stealing that <laughs> out of Walmart because I wanted to lose 10 pounds. Like, I was in middle school. And, like, lighter than I am now and I'm not that heavy <laughs> like, I can imagine like I was in middle school you know what I was thinking about in middle school like Captain Campbell I wanted a smaller nose in middle school no it wasn't until 8th grade and then dudes started making fun of my lips and they were like you have Why? big lips Maybe not. I did have big lips compared to my back then I, my lips were most people say boys say told me I had a big nose and I didn't think I had a big but nose but no I had big lips compared to my face face 
back then. But then as I got older, I realized, guess what? Guess who also has big lips? I saw Angelina Jolie, and I was like, she has big, beautiful lips, so guess what? And I heard all the dudes start talking about her lips, and I was like, oh, this is, I was like, embrace that shit. And I started embracing everything that, every every little quality that I hated about myself, I started embracing it. Because you know what? I was like, well, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be me. And if it was, if I take my eyes away, I won't be me. If I took my nose away, it wouldn't be me. And I was like, at the end of the day, if you take anything away from you, Oh, yeah. You won't be here. I'll tell you this. Raven made me feel better about myself. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I, I, I was like, oh, look at this big titty girl on the Disney Channel now. Like, ooh. Because so I didn't have no ass in middle school. Like, I was all titty. Okay. So, like, here come Raven. That's what I had. All that. I didn't have no ass back then. I didn't get an ass until junior year of college when I worked out on the elliptical a lot and it just. Honey, I had a, I had a, this, this booty that I had, I've had a butt, like, even when I was a baby, I kid you not, I've always had a booty, like, baby had a booty, like, my mom used to say that, she's like, she's like, all you used to see is your back of your dress, because you know, like, the back of the, if you don't, if you have a butt, it sits up higher, yeah. she's like, all you used to see is your, and I always had a butt. Now, yeah. this in the front, this is thanks to Mr. Fitzgerald and the three other kids, I thank I, them for the free job, by the way. I, oh, God, no, I, um, but again, if you, I didn't have. I wanted to be shaped like J Lo so bad. Like I ain't want no titties. I just want to be straight ass. That's it. <laughs> I never wanted big. I never ever ever wanted big titties. Like I think it's you know it's mostly because all the black boys were talking about big booties. They all wanted a big booty girl. You know what I'm saying? And if I couldn't be light skin, I could at least have a big booty. That's how I felt in middle school. I don't know. Like, I just wanted. I don't know. Like when I got, I think it was like my junior year of high school, and I realized that. My body's perfect. My body's perfect just the way it is, mm-hmm. and and I'm perfect just the way I am, and I'm never gonna be a hundred percent perfect, and I'm okay with that. I didn't have that experience until college. I wrote this poem in four parts called "The Overly Curvaceous," um, and it was really just talking about that experience of being curvy, where either guys want you to be curvy and dumb. That was the first poem I was called Hunt Top Venus. <clears throat> Shout out to Sarah Bartman. Blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Sarah Bartman. Um, the second one was about feeling outside of yourself. You know how, like, last week we were talking about sometimes you just want to detach from having a female body. Right. Like, yeah. It's just like feeling like this body wasn't exactly mine because like people were always hypersexualizing my body for me. It didn't really feel mine. I couldn't just be in a space. So that was that poem. And the third one was about how the church that I grew up in, all those churches that we were community of, made a habit of shaming curvy women, of shaming women in general, especially like any sexual side. Like they shame them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so them having that discussion, but also talking about the double-edged sword of them also, like, cheating on their wives and sexualizing us. Um, and then finally, that last one was saying, like, you know, I've looked all over this place, like, looking for these answers, but, like, finally accepting, like, this is my body. Um, and I really didn't have that experience until, like, my senior year of college. And that was after crazy time, like, because I lost a whole lot of weight. Before I got to college, then I gained weight when I got to college. Lost. Oh my God. I gained a freshman 30, okay? Like, 
But that's because I had done like really dangerous dieting before to lose all the weight. Okay. So the minute I stopped following it, I just gained, put everything back on. Um, but, and you know what I'm saying, we ordering pizzas to two in the morning. I was, I'm sleeping through breakfast, pretty much sleeping through lunch, taking that dinner and ordering pizzas at two in the morning, eating them all myself. Like, hell yeah, I gained 30 pounds. <laughs> um, um, did that and then I had a roommate I hated. So every time I wanted to punch her in the face, I went to the gym. I lost a lot of weight that semester. Um, Really, and then so maybe maybe now like you're just trying to say you get a crazy roommate. No, no, no. I mean like I've been following keto. Then all right until I cheated for Thanksgiving. I kind of regret it. I kind of don't. Mac and cheese is delicious. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ravana, that was like really good. I'm gonna eat some more. I'm just um, yeah, I love mac and cheese, and I had to have some sweet potato pie, so I cheated just for those things. I like had a whole, I don't even really eat meat that much, so I had like a whole vegetarian Thanksgiving. And you know, my diet depends on, well, I think it does. I, I think, well, no, it doesn't. It depends on good fat, so you don't necessarily have to have meat. Um, but I, well, I, I have like a certain amount of meat every every week, otherwise I get really sick if I don't, so I try to. You know, I, I started watching that What the Health document, documentary. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like some real greasy propaganda. Real talk. It's like they're going into the discussion about diabetes and like, oh, we're understanding that it's not sugar that causes diabetes. And it's like, well, yes and no. Um, it's your body's inability to deal with that sugar in your system. All that sugar that you're putting into it, your body's not releasing that insulin um, to help you out. But they're essentially trying to make the argument that it was meat, that meat is the root cause of diabetes. I think, like, here's my personal opinion about all dieting, right? It's an abundance of a certain category, period, that causes yeah. people to get sick. It's never a well-balanced diet that causes people to get sick. Right. I mean, and it's the same thing with even smoking and drinking. If you look at the Europeans, they smoke. They just don't do it in access that the Americans do it at, right? And they have the same lifespan that we have, right? The problem is, is that Americans tend to overdo everything. I, I mean, what can be distilled from it is that we are overwhelmingly um, overwhelmingly what word am I looking for? Um, no, I mean, like, our, <laughs> our diets really, our, our longevity, I guess I'll rephrase it, our longevity really depends on what we're consuming. And my whole thing was, like, while I was watching the documentary, it's like, because they're like, yeah, it's not carbs, it's not sugar. And it's obviously them trying to probably have a discussion about keto, like the recent resurgence and people following that diet. Mm-hmm. Um they're like, no, it's not carbs. You 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 can have carbs, and then that won't turn to it. But it's just like we also know when we have an abundance of carbs and sugar that it just turns into fat. Like we know that. <laughs> like that's point for me. But also, you saw what happened when I stopped eating carbs and sugar. What happened to my skin? Like it got it like cleared up. It stopped producing so much oil. A person who thought they had oily skin their whole life suddenly was having dry skin. Like my acne started clearing up. But see, here's the thing. Like here's the thing. Maybe your body and the the way your body's designed, it can only tolerate a small dosage of, of like I'm yeah. learning that I was probably gluten intolerant and I thought like white folks was making it up, you know what I'm saying? But like no, I probably especially because of my type O type O blood type, 
that um, I had a gluten allergy and that was causing my acne. But like my body, I mean, like in the three days of cheating on my diet, right, and that includes carbs and sugar, um, I've experienced mad bloating, um, gas that I haven't had in two months, uh, just like a whole lot of stomach disruption that I haven't experienced in the past few days and just acne breakout on my chin. Like, that's just in three days of cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, of course, I want to go back to my diet. But, I mean, and I'm, I know that it's because it's, it's certain people, right? I'm I'm diabetic inclined. Um, I have PCOS and all those things that have shown like this diet helps people with those proclivities. If you don't, then of course the diet is not going to be. This not white I don't even know what doctor said, but he said that it's a buildup of toxins in our system overall. So Doctor Simo, I can't remember the name of the doctor, but he said it's a buildup of toxins in your system overall. So yes. so if you if you detox your body and then reintroduce foods but introduce them in a healthy way instead of a dangerous way because yeah it's different like I, I watched another documentary when they talked about people with gluten allergies but then they were like um raising whatever the, it was like an ancient grain that they were it wasn't exactly wheat but they started raising that one and then like talk about the slow process of making the bread again and people were not having the same issues i want to say the documentary was called sustainable on on netflix but again, like I I said, we we access stuff and so we do stuff in abundance right and then we wonder why our systems and our and our things shut down but even if you look at like automobiles and stuff how many people were outraged that they couldn't go joyriding anymore so you're not just riding for your car for a purpose of using it to get from point A to point B. You're using it just to drive around, just to, you know, just to be driving. And so this is what I'm saying when I say we, we overdo stuff and then we wonder why stuff shuts down. The human body is the same way. I mean, on most days, I'm eating sandwiches and salads, right? That's on most days. So when I want to eat as much candy as I want to on any day, I can because most of my diet for most of the week is salads and and my husband goes well you're eating too much bread and I'm like not really because I'm eating I'm eating the whole the whole array and that's why I do choose foods like salads and um sandwiches and stuff like that because guess what on my sandwich there's every food group on my sandwich that's fair. I, mean, I, I really like keto because I'm considering how much veggies I consume. So, like, I was not trying, like, I love... But that's what I was going to say. My body is not your body. Though. Yeah. So, what works for me, it mm-hmm. might not work for you. Like, I've, I mean, it's really increased the amount of... I just ate an unwitch, okay? Like, a lettuce wrap sandwich, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I had rice, cauliflower, and Italian sausage. One of the other nights, I had a zucchini au gratin. I mean, like, that's not stuff I would have been trying um previous to this diet like it's it's the same thing with like kool-aid and water being in the same house like i'm not choosing water if there's kool-aid sitting right there you know what i'm saying so like i'm not choosing veggies if there's bread sitting next door i love bread i will walk through the bread out just to smell it i love bread mm-hmm. i really don't like bread that much i love it like the best part of a mcdouble to me is the warm bread like it's really absurd i don't really like bread that much I don't. I don't really like. I don't really like food that much. Let's just be honest. I really don't. I just eat it because it sustains me. And I think that's I like a. Like, huh? I love food. I love to cook. I love food. I love to feed people. <laughs> I love to try new recipes. Like it just. It's really fun to me. I love it. 
don't know. That's just me personally. I, I mean, like I said, and, and I realized that my, and I keep saying this, I realized that my existence does not affect your existence because your existence is totally different than mine. And that's why I said, I'm happy that you're happy on that keto diet. Um, I'm like, I'm the same person. But I'm like, if I eat too many carbs and stuff like that, like, like when I was eating cereal all summer long, because I love cereal, like, like, I love cereal. That's the food I will eat all day. When I eat cereal all summer long, I will gain, like, I gain, I couldn't figure out how I kept gaining, like, you know, five, ten pounds. I'm like, why is it not coming off of me? So right now, I'm back down to, like, 155. So I was at, like, 170. So I lost 15 pounds, but I just stopped eating cereal. This is, I mean, like, I'm killing you. I can't believe that this is going to be December 1st at the end of this week. Thank you, Jesus. Shut up, Pat. I can't believe, like, we're really at the end of this year. It feels like it's, like, it, it both feels like a long year and a short year at the same time. Like, my 2016 was horrific. This year has been, like... Honey, everybody's 2016 was horrific. Trump got them, like... This has been, like, this year has been, like, failing upward. Like, I've still been taking L, but kind of finding my way. <laughs> <laughs> But 2016 was horrible for everybody because I'm just, I'm, I'm just hoping that there's some redemption, a redemption song in 2018 for me. I'm trying to so, set myself wait, I want to say this before we get off the air. So now Facebook, they boosted my numbers up last week, right? So this week, now they want us to pay $5 to do something to the same number. Aha, uh-huh, now Jimmy, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to hit the reshare button after this is over and guess what's going to happen? Oh. All right, so I think that's like pretty much. We've been on the air for about a good hour, fifteen minutes. I'm not an hour. Oh, did we? Exactly an hour. Oh, I'm tired. I'm like really sleepy, and I have to. I have to. I have to go to the bathroom, and I gotta go yell at some candidates because I hate losing. So I guess this will be like our show for this week, and I'm gonna reshare this out because Facebook just told me like, hey, if you wanted to get the reach bigger. They're, they're gonna have to pay. This is what they're doing for net neutrality, by the way. Ooh. That net neutrality. If you want to reach these people, you're gonna have to pay. Anyways, I'm tired. I'm about to go to bed in a minute too. I'm gonna go home and eat my um, almond butter. All right. This is we're on for hour and seventeen. I told you. I thought we started at six. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm about to go to sleep. Talk to you guys later. See you next week. Bye. Ooh.